thank him in advance. Go ahead and thank him in advance. I worship you, Jesus. You're worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the praise. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You look good today. I see a lot of new faces. I haven't been here in a while. I see a lot of, a lot of new faces. That's a, that's a good thing. Amen. We got this new guy in Bozier. He, he was, Brother Bishop, he was, a, he was a meth head. and He got the Holy Ghost. And man, he is filling the church up. He sits on the front row. Everybody ought to sit on the front row. Everybody ought to be in the front worshiping God. Right? You know what would be awesome tonight? If everybody filled that prayer room before church. Well, I got about 50% of you. I said, you know what would be awesome tonight? If everybody filled that prayer room, expecting the miraculous tonight. We can get all the, the happenings of today happen tonight in that prayer room. We can repent in the prayer room. And so when we come into this place, we can have a move of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's always a pleasure to be here with Bishop Sister Wilson. Amen. He, he, he said something I say all the time. He said, three things you got to have. You don't go cheap on. Good shoes. Good tires. In a good bed. bed. Is that not right? Amen. Hey, and that's truth right there. Amen. Anybody ever miss your bed? Wish you had some good shoes. Some of you change your shoes, you make you get in this altar and dance sometimes. Amen. I'm honored to my friend. Pastor B, Sister B, the girls, amen, I haven't even seen them, I don't know where they're at, amen, they must be hiding, are they over there, I don't see them, they're hiding today from me, amen, amen, give him honor, such a great mentor and a friend, what a great church this is, amen, if you travel around a lot, you would realize you have a great church, a great pastor, a great bishop, great youth pastor. Amen. 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 Good to see my friend, Brother Larry, Sister Pam, and Brother Ben. Brother Larry, can I, can I just go ahead and obey the Holy Ghost? I saw, I saw health coming back to you. You look healthy. I saw... God bringing something back full circle in the Holy Ghost. Come on, we believe in the miraculous, don't we? I said we believe in the miraculous, don't we? Amen. The book of Genesis chapter 25, I have preached this in some other places, but I, I feel... Something is going to go a different way. So if you've heard it, you're going to hear it again because now I love to shout and worship and run and jump. I don't jump as much as I used to because I'm a little older now. Not because I don't want to. 
that I still jump. And then I go home like, oh, man, now I know what my elders were saying. You know, what would really be good in a few minutes is that God wants to fill everybody again with the Holy Ghost. And like, and when we come up here, you can't stand, but we can leave these pews up, up here. Just be, you know, just being in the front together, something happens. I wonder if, if everybody came up to this front in a few minutes instead of going out the door to go eat or go to the bathroom. I'm already, uh, somebody said, don't step on my toes. Well, put your feet back in the pew. Uh, now, let me say it again. If everybody would come to this altar today and let the Holy Ghost just flow out of them. Because, see, some, some, some things are just surface. You know, it's, it's, it's Band-Aid. And we, we, we see what God's doing, you know, on the surface of some time. But there's some things going on the inside of us that God wants to do surgery today. I got a word from the Lord. And, and you're not going to have to make four or five visits to different doctors to try to find a specialist. Jesus is here today. And he wants to heal some people. I'm not just talking about physical healing, but he wants to make some things right today. He wants to put you on the operating table, and the operating table is up in this altar. And he wants to heal some things. He wants to take his hands... And put around your heart today. He wants to pull that thing out and begin to massage it in the Holy Ghost. Some of these things go way back in your past. And it's hindering you from where God wants to bring you. I'm, I'm talking to you. That's what he is. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. Let me read a scripture where you won't tell Brother V. I didn't read a scripture. Genesis, and then we're going to go to John chapter 5. Genesis chapter 25, 26, uh, verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And, and the Bible says that the children struggled together within her. And he said, if it be so, why am I of this? And went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, there are two nations in thy womb. That shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elders shall serve the younger. Amen. If you go to John chapter 5. John, verse 1, follow me. And there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in Hebrew tongue, Bethsaida, having five porches. And these laid a great multitude, the Bible says, of people that were blind, halt, withered. And they were waiting for the moving of the water. And the Bible says an angel, verse 4, went down a certain season to the pool. And troubled the water. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. 
When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been there a long time. He already knew how long he had been there. Wilt thou be made whole? And the Lord this morning in prayer, he said, ask my people if they want to get well. Ask my people if they want to get well. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Let's pray. Come on now, open your heart to God. Come on, Jesus. Come on, invite him in right now. Invite him into your life. Come on. We need surgery today, God. We need surgery today. Come on, somebody here needs CPR today. Come on, I don't know what I don't know what happened Wednesday or last Sunday, but I know God wants to do surgery today on some people. You need CPR, you need to pray through again in the Holy Ghost. Not just the new people, we need everybody praying through into the Holy Ghost today. Just a, another moment. Lift your hands. Wait on the Lord. I'm not interested in preaching a message today. I'm interested in obeying the Holy Ghost. Just God. Touch your people. Touch your people. Hallelujah. Oh, Hey, man, I want to, I want to just, I don't want, I don't worry about anybody in this altar. They're not bothering me because the Holy Ghost is ministering. If you need to, if you need to sit down, that's fine. If you want to stand, that's fine. Let me tell you something about God. There is no word in the Hebrew that's coincidence. There's no word in the Hebrew language that's coincidence. I was, uh, I was uh, out on a service call last week, and I didn't really want to go. And uh, a young man I'm acquainted with that I really like was called me and asked me to come. I really didn't want to go, but I decided to go. And so we were in the, uh, the apartment, and we were in the apartment, and I began to talk to him. I seen that he was married, so I just asked about his family, you know. Asked about his family, and as we walked outside to the trucks, I said, I said, what about your wife and your children? And I, this, this is what God's going to, wants to help you today where you can help somebody else. And he said, he said, I'm married. He said, my wife has had eight miscarriages. And she just had lost triplets. And the Holy Ghost came over me in that parking lot. Let me tell you something. 
There's different seasons in ministry. God doesn't just want to do something in here, but he wants to take people out of here and do something outside of these walls. You know what I did? I said, Terrence, I want you to come to my house tonight. Me and my wife are going to pray for you, and God is going to heal your wife. And the devil was speaking, boy. He was speaking loud. He's like, you can't tell anybody that. She's had eight miscarriages and just lost three. They've already done everything for her around there. They were about to go to Dallas. I never met his wife or anything. So I, had, I went and ran. My wife got home just in time for work. And I went, I went to a, a local Mexican restaurant, got us some food, brought them in. Never met her in her life. Sit down, and I begin to tell her what God was doing. I begin to tell her what God done in our life. That our second child, most of you know her, Kylie, was a miracle from God. I begin to tell her about all the people that God had healed. And I, and I told her, I said, Aisha, I said, I said, I don't feel like it's a want with you having a child. I feel like that as a mother, that's a need. And as a parent, who in here wants to have children? And we brought them in the house. And I believe not many days I'm going to get a report that she's going to carry a child to full term. And the Holy Ghost is going to... If you're waiting to see it before you believe it, that's what's wrong with us. There's many of people that are baptized in Jesus' name. I've seen them. I saw them going down in the water before it ever happened. You know what our problem is? We need to unlearn some things. We got to unlearn some things. We got to unlearn some of these things that God will do it this way or that way. He wants us to believe him that he's still the healer. That he's still the deliverer. <laughs> you know, Abraham Lincoln, don't, don't worry about that. Just stay focused. You know, in 1865, Abraham Lincoln was in Ford Theater. His personal bodyguard had left and went to a tavern. Come on, focus on me. Just let them pray. They had went to a tavern and were gone as John Wilkes Booth had walked in and killed him. Lincoln's son, Robert Lincoln Todd, was actually invited, but he wasn't. He, he didn't show, he didn't get, he didn't, he decided not to come. But he was there minutes after Lincoln perished and died. Robert Lincoln Todd was also with McKinney. When he assassinated, he was with three presidents. Months before his dad passed away, Robert Lincoln Todd was in Jersey, New Jersey on a train station platform. And as the people had gathered, he got accidentally pushed off the platform into front of the train. A man reached and pulled him and jerked him up by his collar three months prior. 
This man's name was Edwin Booth, John Wilkes Booth's brother. There are no coincidences with God. I said there are no coincidences with God. God knows what he's doing today. I'm asking somebody, do you want to get well today? Do you want God to do some surgery on you today? In the book of Genesis chapter 25, the, the, the Bible goes into detail of Jacob's life. And at, at the very beginning, I want to take another angle from this. At, at the very beginning, the Bible says that he grabbed his heel. I love the way everybody's looking at me. And this begins a life of struggle with Jacob. See, he wasn't the firstborn. His brother was the firstborn. His brother had the birthright. So his whole life, Jacob is struggling to be his brother. He wants to be somebody else. Well, if, if I went to this church or... If I had this ministry, or if I was the number one worshiper, I'm talking to you. So there's this struggle that began within Jacob. You know, we can look at it from the other side, but I want to help somebody today. So he, he, he's struggling being Jacob. Has anybody ever struggled being yourself? People in here that have been abused. People that didn't grow up with a mom and dad. I know it's going to get uncomfortable, but we're going to go somewhere good today. The operating table. And so it's, in this whole life, even though he, he's, he's lying and he's deceiving and he's, he's trying to be somebody who wants the birthright and he gets it by deception... And, and, and we can look at it whether good or bad, but I want to talk about the bad side of Jacob today. And he's, he, he's just like, uh, I want to be the firstborn. I, I want this, you know, who wants to be second in here? Nobody wants to be second. Everybody wants to be first. I mean, does, does anybody remember who won second place? You know, in, in, in our school, we had called Mr. North Caddo. You know, I, I got to be in that when I was a senior. And one of my friends, he walked right off the platform. He thought he looked so good. And he fell about eight feet. And then we're like, I wish I would have won that. I would have been more popular. I wish I had them as my parents. So there's this struggle that begins within him. He's. But, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that, that he's having these dreams. He's having these visitations from God. You know, because that's why you got to be at church. That's why you got to be at Wednesday night Bible study. Because the Bible said we're going from glory to glory. And you need that. And what we do, we keep bandaging things that's going on up that we're trying to hide. So we put a band-aid on top of it. But really inside of us there's a struggle going on trying to be somebody and someone else our whole life. 
And I know the devil, I promise you, he likes to torment you and tell you what you didn't have. He likes to tell you, well, nobody's ever going to respect you. They remember what you used to be. You were a drug addict. You were molested. You lived in abuse. Come on. not letting God operate on you today. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep coming up here. And I'm glad you're coming in worship. That's where you got to do it. That's where you get healed. You're going to keep coming up here and keep coming up here. But God said, I want to do some surgery on your life. That's why I want everybody from the front to the back to pray through to the Holy Ghost. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get healed? Do you want to be delivered? Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes. He said there was a time for everything. And he, he went on to say that there was a time to cast stones. There was a time to gather stones. I, I remember as a child, you know, uh, as a child, I had to work. These kids now, they don't know nothing about work. And uh, during the summer, I cut hay with my grandfather. I was seven or eight years old, driving a tractor, belling hay. And then, and then well, I hated this. I, my mom would say, boy, she would say, her daddy, she'd say, daddy, won't you up there? Grandpa wants you up there to pick up chunks out of the field. Because we had to get ready for hay season, and we had these limbs, and there'd be stuff all grow, you know, in there, and, and we would have to go get that field ready for something. We'd have to get that field ready for a harvest. Because it had a lot of clutter in it. But I spoke in tongues yesterday, but it had a lot of clutter in it. And we'd have to follow that trailer. And we'd have to throw chunks up on that trailer, all them sticks, anything that was that had blown into the field from the storm. We had to get the field ready. We had to get the field ready because we needed hay because we had a hundred head, uh, head of cattle that we had to feed. Some, some of us today, we're going to have to unclutter some things. We're going to have to Allow God to shift some things around and heal us. Move some things around. Let God work on us. The way we think, our toxic thoughts, the way we think God should do it. God said, I haven't done it because you won't allow me to do it because you've got a way you want me to do it. But if you allow me to do it the way I want to do it, I will heal you. Somebody said it's the only generation that takes pictures of themselves. What you're really doing, you're wanting to comment to tell you how good you look. Day 
cocktail in the same day. I, I need some attention. But the attention you need is not from people on Facebook or Instagram. The attention you need is from God. You don't need a hundred clicks on Facebook to make you feel good today. You need a touch of the master. I've been laying by this pool for 38 years. I've been waiting for the water to trouble. The water's been troubled. The water's been troubled. And that's why we got our churches full of people that leave the same way they come. And you, you fooled a lot of people for a long time. But God sent a preacher today with a word. He wants you to come today and let him do surgery. You know what you're really doing? You're struggling. You're struggling. You're struggling to be something you're really not called to be. Because when God, when you when you're when you get in line with what God wants to do in your life, you won't struggle anymore. I'm not saying you're not gonna have problems. I'm talking about spiritually struggling. That's why men they, they have a hard time and in Mexico it's really the uh, masculine for uh, it's uh, for a man to cry. You know they they don't want to show their emotions. Your wife, men, need to see you cry. Your children need to see you cry. They need to see God operate on your heart. Boy, it, boy, it's so thick in here. You can cut it with a knife right now. Oh, if I could be that popular person. If I could have the ministry of that preacher. If I could go to that church across the street. Then I'll be better if I had some money. If my parents were me. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, he called you to be all that. He called you to do his purpose. Can you put that picture up of, of me and the, the Spanish lady? Oh, if, you, if you got that picture. I'll tell you more about Mexico tonight if you come. This lady right here, it took us three hours to get to our house from the city. They told us it was two, but it was three hours. And, and we were in Chihuahua. You know, we've been working there. And we actually went to this woman's house. And... Uh, because somebody said her son had a devil. You know, I don't go around chasing devils because I deal with them enough. I sure not chasing them down. <laughs> and so her, her son uh, uh, supposedly had a devil and he had already tried to chase somebody with some kind of weapon in church, like a, some kind of farmer's pick. And you imagine somebody running in here with a pick. I know some of you probably loaded. <laughs> so 
And they said he gets violent. Now, this is a big kid. It wasn't a little kid. And uh, so uh, this, this woman's pastor and some other people, they're not apostolic. They asked to go out there and cast the devil out of this boy. And I'm thinking, my God, I don't want to die in Mexico. <laughs> not some crazy kid with a pickaxe. So we get there, and, and uh, like I'm, I'm walking in this house, and I got my back to the wall. And there's like, I was like, there's two cars and eight people going to cast one devil out. And I, I and so anyway, make a long story short. After praying with this kid, me and Brother Kanye, I mean, if you know the the Spanish community, you know they love to pour oil on your head. You know, and if, if, if I can use Brother Aaron, can I mess your hair up? You don't want me to. I mean, if if you if somebody was shaking you and pouring all over your head and had you, you'd be wanting to fight too. And I, we were like, uh, I don't think this boy has a devil. We come to find out he was autistic. God didn't send us there for the boy. He sent us for that. She's afraid. And when I spoke it to her, God filled her with the Holy Ghost within two minutes. She never received the Holy Ghost. Her pastor never even heard of the Holy Ghost. Before it was over, she was speaking in tongues for 30 minutes. And, and the pastor, he was raising his hands, worshiping God. That's why it needs to happen to you today. So if you are crazy and you have a devil, God can take care of that too. Did you hear me? God can take care of that too. I want you to go ahead and stand. This word has destroyed a lot of people. It's called insecurity. Destroyed a lots of people. Lots of people. See, we're not, we're not in competition. We need one another. I said we're not in competition. But see, the devil uses insecurity to try to destroy people. Because you want what they have. But you really, you really don't want what they have. If some of you had walked in some shoes of other people in this place, you wouldn't want it. But see what the devil does? He always tries to tell, he always wants to make you think you need something that you don't need. I'm talking to the people in the back, I want you to listen to me. The altar is not for just the first four rows. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Please don't come back here, preacher. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me to the back, Lord. Send me to the back, Lord. Let everybody get uncomfortable today. 
get uncomfortable and I preach this to you. I've been in this church many times and I've told you things I didn't really want to tell you to help you. Come on, church, let's begin to pray. Come on. Come on, there's some things God's going to bring out today out of your heart. I, I wish everyone would flood this altar. Come on. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Flood this altar today. Flood this altar today. Everybody from the back to the front. It wasn't a coincidence that you came here today. It was that leading of the Holy Ghost. Come on, every man. Come on, men. Get your wife and tell her we're coming to the front. Grab your children. Come on, just wait on me. Come on, just get up here quickly. Push all the way to the front. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody. Come on, just wait on me. Push all the way to the front. Make room. Make room in the house for other people to come. Make room for other people to come. Make room for the elders to sit on the pews. I want our elders to sit on the pews. I want them to be up here in the midst of us. Come on, everybody, just wait a moment. Don't pray yet. Everybody wait. Everybody wait. Everybody wait. Wait, brother. Wait. Hear, hear me, brother. Wait. Wait. Push, push on up. Make room. Come on. Come on. Come on up here. Come on. Something's supposed to happen. You remember, you remember what I said earlier? We always want to do it the way we want to do it. We're always going to shout the way we want to shout. And God's trying to do some surgery. He wants to open up some hearts today. Because you know what we do? We'll take off. We'll start speaking in tongues. I was in a, a service and, and the worship leader had no clue that God was moving. He was doing his thing. It, they didn't have a clue that God was moving. Just, just took off and God was trying to talk to some people. Because see, a lot of us, God's already healed us. But there's people here God wants to speak to right now. He wants to you hear his voice. Yes. He wants to clean up some things. I wish you could feel what I'm feeling right now. I wish you could feel the Holy Ghost talking to me about people right now. Listen to me. If you've never had the Holy Ghost today, this is the best thing that will ever happen to you. It will take some things 
God's going to reach down into your heart today. He's going to begin to pluck some things out. I want, I want to tell you this story. A lot of you know nine years ago I was up on a tower with a young man. And uh, he passed away uh, an accident. And well, I've done a lot of work for his father. He's, he's a neighboring farmer. Well, he passed away just last week. Same month of his son. And I was, I had to go to that funeral. And, uh, and I've been praying. And, and his kids, they're, they're, they're all, are, are we online still? Mute this if we are. 